I'm Steve Duke, and this is the Two Roads Podcast. This time last year, I had no job, and I also didn't really have a plan. I just finished up at Wayflower, where I'd been for three years, and I just really wasn't sure what I was going to do next in terms of my career. And so I decided that for the first time in my life, I was actually going to take some proper time off. So I came up with this plan. I was going to drive from Sydney to Perth in Western Australia. And so I went out and I bought a Jeep Wrangler and I started converting it. I started basically adding all of this crazy stuff to it so that I'd be able to live out of it for, you know, three, four, maybe more months. And I did it. So I spent like the whole first half of the year, essentially, driving from Sydney to Perth, exploring different parts, having a lot of fun and, you know, being a bit of a tourist and surfing a lot and all of that good stuff. But also finally having some space to figure out what it was that I wanted to do with my career and that's where this podcast came from it came from the fact that I was going through this journey of you know being in my kind of mid to late 20s and having always had these questions of what is it that I want to do with my job what is a career that makes sense for me what is one that I would find meaning and purpose in these were all the big questions that I had on my mind and I was going out and I was talking to people about what they did with their careers so that I could try and learn a bit about it because I found that this was a common problem that it wasn't just me that was experiencing lots of people were having this problem and so this is where this whole podcast started on that trip from Sydney to Perth I had a lot of conversations I listened to a lot of podcasts and audiobooks I read a lot of books and somewhere on the road between Sydney and Perth, I finally got clarity on what it is that I actually wanted to do with my career. So it's been a big year for me. You know, 12 months ago, I kind of had no job, no plan, no idea what I was going to do next. Um, and now when I'm here a year later, I'm on episode 47 of this podcast. I've launched a divergence program. I'm working in mental health, which is exactly what I want to be doing. And for the first time ever, I feel like I'm right where I need to be. That's exactly what keeps coming up in my head. And I got to admit, it feels pretty good. And so what I wanted to do with today's episode was really to do a little recap of 2023. I want to reflect on this year, uh, chat through a lot of the learnings that I had around, you know, career and kind of finding meaning and purpose in that career, but also a little bit more broadly in life as well for anybody who's in their 20s and 30s and going through something similar. And you know, this is not sure the stories are about me, like these learnings are my personal learnings, but like, I hope that it's also helpful for the people who are listening because maybe you listen and you pick up something and you learn something from it. So it's not just about me going on, like, oh, I learned this or I did that. And um, really, hopefully it's, it's helpful for people, for you, if you're listening. Now, I do have one question to ask of you. If you're listening to this, I actually need your help because when I'm thinking about the two roads for 2024 there's lots that I want to do but the main thing that I want to do is to make sure that it's helpful and entertaining and enjoyable for you as a listener and so my ask is that you'll fill out a little survey for me so I'm going to put a survey in the show notes to this episode you can open up your phone click on the survey now it's going to take three minutes and it's just going to ask you a little bit about what you're interested in what you'd like to maybe hear less of hear more of and it's going to be incredibly helpful for me to make this podcast better so if you've ever got any value from my content from this podcast if you've enjoyed it uh, this is my one ask for you for 2023 and i'd really appreciate it but as i said this year this episode it's a 2023 
year in review recap episode. I'm going to chat through all of my biggest learnings about finding a meaningful career and a purposeful life. And I hope you enjoy it. So let's get into it. That don't give a fuck about. So now we here. All right. So Simon Sinek has this concept that he talks about a lot and it's from a book by James P. Cars called Finite and Infinite Games. And the concept is this idea of finding your infinite game, the game that you're willing to play forever. And so when we think about that in terms of careers, what does that actually mean? So in a traditional career or a traditional view, a career is often seen as you know a series of steps. You aim for specific achievements like promotions, salary increases, new jobs, prestigious titles, and essentially this is a finite game. So you know there's clear goals, there's clear rules, there's clear endpoints and kind of milestones along the way, and you kind of think about your own success in this career measured by reaching these milestones. And you know often what happens is there's a lot of comparison, right? Am I getting these milestones before my peers or after them or you know, are they making more money or less money than me? But the concept of an infinite game is about kind of thinking about could we shift our mindset to view our careers as a different kind of game, an infinite game, uh, one where there's a very different approach to how we think about our jobs and our careers. And so in this perspective, a career is more of a continuous journey. So there's no fixed end. The focus is on long-term growth. It's on learning. It's around you know, adapting rather than just trying to reach specific milestones or the next promotion. And it's you kind of redefine your concept of success in an infinite game as the ability to to keep progressing and keep evolving in your field to adapting adapting to new challenges. Um, and kind of finding fulfillment and meaning in the work itself rather than, you know, achieving the specific goal. Because we all know this, like we've all had goals that we've been you know, yearning for and that we've wanted and then we achieve them and we're like, huh, like, that's nice. Okay, a little pat on the back, but, you know, it doesn't massively change our lives necessarily. And so we spend most of our time kind of pursuing these goals. And so this kind of infinite mindset encourages us to, you know, kind of view our careers as this like lifelong journey of development. And this has been a big realization for me in, uh, this year has been this concept of trying to get away from the idea of chasing the next promotion, chasing the next title, chasing the salary increase, whatever else it is, and trying to find a game that I'm like, hey, I'm happy to play this forever. And my satisfaction in this career is not dependent on achieving these milestones. And so if you think about like what, you know, okay, this all sounds great, like conceptually, but what does it actually look like? So if I think about the work that I do with two roads and and in mental health which is where I'm spending a lot of my time I know that I want to do this for a very very long time and so my sense of satisfaction is not based on you know hitting a certain number of downloads of the podcast or releasing a certain product um, and it's a good thing it's not because like both of these things I'm kind of starting as a rookie in right um, I know very little about mental health and I've been trying to build up my knowledge base there but if I was if I was kind of basing my sense of success in this new industry on you know the the jobs i was going to land or the products i was going to create um I, I wouldn't be doing so well because the reality is that like i'm doing some interesting stuff but i'm really like a baby in this new industry and trying to learn it all from scratch and so instead you know the sense of satisfaction that i derive when i think about these this career path as an infinite game 
is really about three things. So the first one is learning. Like I just personally, I love learning. I'm looking at my desk here. I've got a psychology textbook in front of me. I've got another um, psychology book called um, Sedated, which is actually really, really interesting. Um, and I just like that's something that I love doing. I love learning. I love that idea that, that feeling you get of like, I don't know something, but let me go and figure it out. Let me, you know, build my skills and build my capabilities over time and like hone my craft. That's something that really brings me a deep sense of satisfaction. The second kind of avenue of satisfaction that I get in this concept of an infinite game is about like creating. Basically just like bringing something into existence, whether that's a podcast episode, or a LinkedIn post, you know, writing something or whether that is, you know, a product like, I get so much joy from being sitting down and starting with a blank page and finishing with something that goes out into the world. And like, I lose myself in that process like a lot. And it's, it's incredibly rewarding for me. But again, it's not dependent on, you know, I create the thing. I, I don't look at like how many downloads like these episodes get anymore. Um, for me, it's much just I, I get the satisfaction from making them. Uh, and the satisfaction is not dependent on the results, which is nice. And then the third one is impact, right? This is a really long term goal. It's like, how many people can I reach, you know, with this podcast? Like, and, and can I do something meaningful for them? And the same in mental health. Can I actually create an impact for them? Again, it sounds cheesy, but like, I actually do care about it. Um, and again, when I think about like the long term view, it just shifts your mindset so much. If I was like, I think about the, how I would make different decisions. If I was like, okay, I am, want to do something to, you know, get the podcast to 100,000 downloads in the next year. Or I could say, do you know what? I want to create something amazing that over the next 10, 20 years can have as much impact for people in terms of finding a meaningful career and meaningful job as possible. Like you make very different decisions depending on which one is your goal. And the great thing about these three things, learning, creating, and delivering impact, is that you can never finish them. And that's the whole point of an infinite game. I will never know everything about these industries that I'm working on. I will never, you know, reach a point where like, oh, I've created everything. I've created all the things that I wanted to do. And I certainly will never like tap out on impact. And so it's really nice to kind of have that concept in your head. It makes it much easier to be a beginner in a new thing. When you're like, well, I'm going to be playing this for a long time. I'm okay with where I am right now. I'm never going to complete these. And so I'm conscious that this might sound like, you know, super cheesy, but I can guarantee you that it feels really nice in your head when you can adopt this mindset. It takes the pressure of, you know, the achievement and like, I'll be happy when I get X or Y. It takes that pressure like off thinking about your career. And it's really nice. So how do you actually make this tangible in your own career? So, um, you know, first of all, like see if you can reframe whatever career, whatever path you're on in terms of an infinite game, rather than kind of defining your success as like, oh, can I get that promotion? Or, you know, can I land that new salary or that new title or whatever else it is? Like, what are the elements of an infinite game that you might want to play within the career that you're pursuing that might be about learning, creating impact, it might be anything like that, but the things that aren't dependent on specific milestones. And then the second part to kind of make this tangible is once you do that, you know, if you struggle to, if you struggle to reframe your career path into an infinite game that you want to play or you do it and it just doesn't feel right, you know, that may, might be a sign that you need to consider 
um, a slightly different path, either like small changes or big changes. Um, but it it might be an interesting signal for you to, to listen to and think about if you want to do something different. So that was the first big learning that I had from this year. The importance of like finding this infinite game and how it just feels so different to playing finite games. Okay, the second big learning that I had this year that might be helpful for you when you think about your careers, it's super basic. It's going to sound obvious and it's a bit tactical, but my God, has it created a huge impact for me? And that is ask for what you want. When I was going through the process of, you know, I kind of had um, finished up my trip across Australia and I was back and I was starting to think, okay, what is it I want to do next um, in terms of like jobs and whatever else? I knew that I wanted to work in mental health. And I've been introduced to this really amazing guy who was starting a new uh, VC fund, venture capital fund in Australia. And I had a conversation with him and he was looking to hire people into his new team. And it was super interesting. I was like, wow, this is actually a really, really amazing opportunity. This guy is like super smart, super talented. I'd love to go and work for him. But I knew that if I took the job, I wouldn't really be working in mental health that much. And so it felt like, you know, a sideways step, not a step towards what I actually wanted to do. And so even though it was an amazing opportunity, I knew that I had to say no to him um, and that, you know, it was something that I couldn't really pursue. So I was saying, I was basically going through the process of saying, look, thank you so much, but like, no thanks. And I wasn't really going to tell him why, just because it didn't really feel relevant. Um, I said, fuck it, I'm just going to say why. And so I messaged him, I was like, look, this sounds amazing, but right now I'm really focused on wanting to work in mental health. This is the area that I really, really care about and that I want to focus on. Um, and I feel that if I take this job, I wouldn't really be doing it that much. And so it wouldn't be a step in the right direction for me. He emailed me back pretty much straight away. I was like, okay, um, that's perfectly understandable. But did you actually know we've got a couple of projects and businesses in the mental health area that we're quite interested in? And why don't you just come and work only on those? So you'll only ever do mental health. You can just ramp up, ramp down the amount of time that you want to spend. Um, why don't you do that? And I was like, yeah, that sounds absolutely amazing. <laughs> and I've been working with, um this guy and like a couple of different companies that he's introduced me to like since then and it's been an absolutely incredible experience but it only happened because i actually asked for what i wanted i said what i was interested in um I, the same thing when i talked to juan francisco de rashid on one of the podcast episodes where i had him on he had amazing advice he was like look if you're going out there if you're looking for a job or whatever else it is, and you have conversations with people, like you're networking with them. He's like, tell them what you want. Like, be pretty candid about that. If you want an internship, say, yeah, look, I want an internship. Or um, if you want a job, tell them you want a job. Or if you want to just shadow them, just say say it. Um, because it's the only way that they're going to be able to give you what you want. Like, they're not going to be able to, you know, telepathically understand exactly what it is that you want. And if they can't do it, at least it's in the back of their mind now. And if they see an opportunity, they'll think of you and they'll put you forward for it. So, Big learning for me this year. Ask for what you want and so often good opportunities will come from that. The third thing I learned this year was that you need to be really careful of what's called the deferred life plan. So this is something that's coined by Sam Altman and he's got a couple of good tweets. I think he might even have an essay about it. Um, but the tweet goes like this. He essentially goes, don't do the deferred life plan. I've watched so many people say, I'll do what I really care about later, but it never seems to happen. The people who say and do, 
either right now or probably never, they will seem pretty content. And so what he's saying here is, if it's not already obvious, is that, you know, so often we say, oh, yeah, I, I really want to do this. I want to go and I want to, you know, my dream is to open a cafe, but I got to do, you know, first I got to go and I got to do this and that and earn this kind of things. And, and, and then I'll do it. I'll do it later. Right. Like once I have all the skills or, you know, once I've built a network or once I've kind of saved up the money or whatever else it is. Um, the reality is most people who say this, like they just never go and do the thing. Right. We all have you know, parents, grandparents, aunties, uncles, whoever, who, and they'll tell you, like, you know, they said these things when they were younger, and time goes by, life gets in the way, and you just never do them, and so you just defer your kind of life, and then, then you're old, and that's it, (laughs) you never had the chance to do the things that you, you really wanted to do, um, and so just don't do that, I think it's really, (laughs) you know, I, I think I agree with Sam's advice, which is either, like, say, okay, I want to do this and I'm going to do it now. Or say, do you know what? That's a bit of a pipe dream. Realistically, it doesn't really fit with my life. Um, so I'm not going to do it, right? And you stop entertaining that thought. You start, you stop like just fantasizing about this thing that you might do one day. So either do it or, you know, shut up about it and shut up your own head about it um, because it's, otherwise it's just going to torment you. And so I was thinking about this. I was like, well, why do we kind of fall into this trap of like deferred life plans? And I think there's kind of like two broad reasons. So, you know, the first one is around like uncertainty. So we're like, well, I don't know if that would actually be good, right? I've got this idea, but like, you know, there's kind of questions like, could I do it? Or would I actually enjoy it? All those kind of things. Now, I actually think their uncertainty, you'll never get it to zero, but you can answer a lot of those questions. So if you've got this thing, you're like, oh, I'd love if I can do that. Take the uncertainty out of it. Find a way to take the uncertainty out of it. Um, I talked to Rose Radford in like episode three of this podcast and she said this exact thing. She was like, she wanted to leave McKinsey, but she had all this uncertainty about, well, you know, what would happen? Could I support myself? Whatever else. And she was like, okay, well, let me just tackle these problems head on. Could I support myself? Okay, well, how much money do I need to support myself? I need X. All right. How can I, how much savings do I have? Um, how, what would be the likelihood that I'd be able to generate like the, you know, the rest of the income from what it is I'm going to do. Okay. Do the maths, like actually get to the brass tacks of it and figure out actual solutions for each of these questions. Um, I'm kind of pursuing this new like product idea right now that I'm really, really interested in. And I've got a lot of uncertainty about it because it's very new and very, you know, different. And I'm like, I don't know if it's going to work or not. I'm never going to get that to zero, but I'm trying to figure out, I'm, I'm trying to get answers to those. So I'm going and talking, I'm interviewing people for like hours every single week and be like, what do you think about this? Do you think this would work? Do you have an interest in it? Is this a problem for you? How much would you pay for it? Um, and it just removes as much of that uncertainty as possible. So if you've got this like plan, remove the uncertainty. I talk a lot about this in the Divergence program as well. Talk to people, research, prototype it, you know, get as much of that information as you can. Realize it's never going to get to zero though. And that's kind of, I think, the second reason that we fall into this like deferred life plan is that change is hard, right? Like, again, sounds a bit like cheesy, but it is like we just, the power of your default, the power of momentum of whatever it is that you're doing at the minute, whatever job you're in, whatever sort of life you're living, that's super, super powerful. And changing is really, really tough. And so, you know, we might want to do this thing, but we just don't do it for whatever reason. Um, now, 
that I kind of not, I was going to say I don't have sympathy for them but like that sounds so so harsh and unempathetic I do have sympathy for them because I've been caught in them you know myself but like if if there's something that you have in your mind you're like I'd love to do that someday right but I'm going to defer it for a while go and figure out what it is that you're uncertain about first of all try and remove all of those open questions and then say right do I actually want to do this and if you do fucking go for it right it's not going to be easy but it's probably going to be worth it and especially if it lines up with what I was talking about earlier in terms of that infinite game if it's something that you're going to want to do for a really really long time go and do it because it's better to be trying to struggle up the right mountain than cruising up the wrong one with the hope that one day you're going to get to the top of this wrong mountain and then somehow jump from that peak onto the top of another one. And plus, you've got all these other benefits. If you're trying to make this thing happen that you really want, you're going to be learning the right things. You might, be fa- you might be failing a little bit, but you're learning every time and you're learning in the space that you need to be learning. You're meeting the right people. You're building and you're where you need to be. I met this person recently who is a really wonderful person, absolutely fascinating, and she was working as an engineer in the UK and she just one day said fuck it and she moved to Sydney and she wanted to basically become a or I don't know how they actually describe it I guess um but ultimately she wanted to kind of provide like online fitness coaching to people and that's what she wanted to do. She wanted to spend her time like working out and kind of making her living through exercise um, and through helping other people to exercise as well. And she just did it. Like she, it's really interesting. I talked to her, I was kind of having a conversation with her and a couple of others recently. And they were asking her, like, so like, you know, have you kind of made it back up to like the salary you were on before? And she was like, no, like definitely not. Like I'm, I'm not close to that, right? So I was on a really good salary before. Like, it's it, it's difficult to kind of make that sort of money um, doing my own thing. And, like, I've, you know, I'm only, I'm relatively new to this thing. And I was like, oh, geez, this sounds, this sounds pretty hard. And, like, she's talking about how, how challenging it is and, like, all the stuff that isn't working and, you know, the amount of commitment that she has to it and everything else. And I was like, oh, my God, like this this sounds pretty tough. And I was like, but, you know, are you are you happy with it? Like, do do you like it? And she was like, Oh my God, I love it. I'm so much happier. I'm so, so much happier. And so she didn't defer this life plan. This was something that she wanted to do. She's going, she's having a real crack at it. And even though it's hard, it's like a good kind of hard. It's like good pain. Um, and she seems to be really, really enjoying her her journey with it. And she's learned, you know, she's kind of, she's learning the right things, right? Um, she's kind of, struggling up the up the right mountain i would guess and and she's actually doing pretty well but um i i would actually really like to have her on the podcast sometime hopefully i'll try and get her on soon but anyway this is kind of the third thing i learned is like don't do the deferred life plan make if there's something that you're like oh someday i'll do this either make that someday today or say look i realize that's a bit of a pipe dream and i kind of need to park it and stop fantasizing about it the fourth thing that i've learned this year is that if you want something to happen, you have to make it happen. You have to act. Again, this sounds obvious, but I've worked with, you know, I've talked to a lot of people this year who've kind of made big career transitions, who've gone from, you know, really, really different paths, whether that's, you know, from consulting to starting their own business or, 
you know, becoming personal trainers or leaving investment banking to become therapists or really like so many wild like changes and transitions. Um, and when I look at the people who kind of successfully make the transition to those who don't, yes, there's definitely a piece around figuring out what it is that you want to do. You want to get that clarity in terms of what you enjoy. And if you don't have an idea of what it is that you would want to do, you do need to get that first. But once you have that, then it's just about making it happen. And a lot of people get stuck at this point. And yeah, like there's probably things that, you know, you can learn to help, but you just have to fucking do something. Like you have to get out there and you have to, you have to make it work, right? You need to figure out, right, well, what's standing in your way? And then whatever's standing in your way, you need to figure out a way to, to solve those problems. You don't need to do it on your own. Get help from people. Bring in your friends. Bring in your mates. You know, when you've got the specific problems that you need to get through, get help to get through them. But, like, you have to, you have to own it. No one else is going to do it for you, right? This is a bit of the hard part about, you know, realizing you're an adult. It's like no one else is going to solve your problems for you. They can help, but it's on you. Now, this is a personal journey. There's no, like, prescription that's going to help you to actually get out and do something and make the change but if you want that new career if you want to make a change you have to go out and do something I always say nothing happens sitting on the couch if you sit home sit at home on the couch and you're not actually making a conscious effort to make the move or to make the change like no one's going to come along and just give it to you and so you know I'm saying this a bit to myself as well because it's at times I've been kind of caught in this trap of like not really I'm not too bad at it, but at times been a little bit low on action. But if you want to do something, you got to get out there and you got to make it happen yourself. Okay, I've got a couple, just two more lessons really from this year. Um, one big one for me has been about the importance of finding meaning outside of work. So this podcast is obviously a lot about finding purpose and meaning in the work that you do. And and that's important because you're going to spend a lot of time doing your job. And yet, you know, we all have to have jobs to pay the bills. But I used to put a huge amount of pressure on myself to find kind of like all of my meaning from my work. And while I still do think, obviously, that this is important, this year has been realizing, this year has kind of a lot been about realizing that there's so many more areas in my life that can bring me meaning and to some of you that may sound super obvious right but this is a learning for myself um and I think it's sometimes hard sometimes for people you know in their 20s or 30s to realize this especially you know if you don't have a partner if you don't have kids that kind of thing a lot of the focus is on work right like that's kind of where you spend your time and that's kind of what you talk about with you know your families and your holidays and stuff but for me I've been kind of exploring this year about the other things I do outside of work to find meaning and purpose and I've started to ask more and more people on the podcast about what they do and so a couple of things that I've really enjoyed this year one has been making things creating stuff um I talked about it a little bit earlier but that that process is is so enjoyable for me and you know I was never have described myself as a creative person like I was an engineer I worked at McKinsey highly analytical basically didn't really know what an emotion was until I was about 26 and um, I wasn't like one of these like creative people and I struggled to like empathize with what people talked about when they said that they're like you know creating things and art and making stuff and all that I didn't really get it 
but now that I've started to try it out this year, it's been so much fun. I really, really enjoy it. That concept of just like bringing something into existence, whatever it is, right? Like I really enjoyed the process of fitting out my, my Jeep and converting it. I really enjoy riding. It's, you know, that, that process of losing yourself in flow, it's like that that brings a lot of meaning to me and, you know, it's almost therapeutic, to be honest with you. And the second thing that I've really focused on this year has been like the importance of relationships and community. I've really realized that, you know, humans are we're such social creatures and it's very easy to kind of isolate yourself um, and to kind of build up a few walls around you and especially with the way, the way kind of culture a lot of culture has changed. It's it's become a lot more like isolating and for a lot of people like very lonely. But we, we need people in our lives. We need relationships. We need that sense of community. Humans evolved in, in tribes and we don't do that well when we're isolated, right? Our, our, our kind of inner chimp brain doesn't like it that much and it sends off some warning signals that something's wrong. And so this year I focused a lot on really like fostering those relationships like with other you know close friends and kind of really valuing those those friendships and spending time with people and making that effort and building those relationships to even the looser things like you know community and you know playing rugby is a big one for me I get a big community um from that but other things like even just in you know going to your local coffee shop and like having a having a chat with the the guys who work there or having a chat with like the regulars who come in and and but putting a lot of value on those interactions and that sense of community, that sense of place, a sense of like belonging, I've realized is so important. And when I feel that, I feel good. And I'm much more conscious of it now in terms of like how I make my decisions, right? And and where I want to invest my time and and kind of finding meaning from relationships and that sense of community is something that's that's very, very important to me. And the third one that kind of I found outside of work this year has been around play. So this is, um, I kind of discovered this, I've been thinking about this for a little while, but I realized that I love, when I think back to what I was doing as a kid, right, when I was 10 years old, at home, in the summer, where was I spending my time? I wasn't in school, literally had all this free time. I was out in my back garden, kicking a ball around. I would make up games. I would have a goal at either end of the little pitch that I had out the back. Sometimes we'd even paint lines onto it. I'd have the grass cut pristinely. Or in fairness, my dad would probably have the grass cut pristinely for me. And I'd just be out there playing games against myself, making up scores, whether making up games, you know, it'd be some sort of hybrid between rugby and Gaelic football and golf or something and making up these mad games. And that sense of of play and like losing yourself in play is something that I I still value so much. It's why I love rugby and it's why I love kind of sports and, and, and surfing and all this kind of stuff. It's just that element of like having just joy like as an adult. And I think a lot of times we forget that and we, you know, we can kind of look at play as something that's a bit, a bit childish and we should, oh, you know, you can't be out there mucking around. On Christmas day this year, Myself, my friend, and and three others basically, we went out and we played backyard cricket in the rain for about two and a half hours, and we came in covered in muck, and we had just had the best time, just the best time. We were just laughing and skidding the whole time, and this is a bunch of lads, you know, in their twenties and thirties, just 
mucking around and playing with the ball and like making up the rules and laughing at each other uh, we enjoyed it so much we went and we did the same thing again the next day and that idea of play is is huge and it's really really important to me and I get a lot of meaning from it and it's something that I do outside of work that I, I can lose myself in I find when I go to rugby training I don't think about anything for basically the hour and a half that I'm there I just think about rugby I think about the ball right <laughs> and that's really nice for me because otherwise I'm you know when I'm when I'm not at rugby my like all of us like our heads can get pretty busy we can think about lots of other stuff as well and so this has been a big year for me about kind of thinking about yeah sure I got it you know work's important career's important I want to make sure that I'm doing something meaningful and that I enjoy there but also there's lots of parts of my life outside of work and it's important that I understand where I derive a sense of meaning from those and how I make decisions and kind of commitments and um, spend my time in a way that allows me to build those elements of my life. Okay, I'm going to leave you with one last little thing that I've been thinking about recently. I watched this video um, of Alex Hermosi, and he has this quote in it where he says, you've already achieved goals that you said would make you happy. And that kind of hit me pretty hard because I know that a few years ago, you know, here to ask me like five years ago and I was still, you know, living in Ireland and, you know, working in certain jobs or whatever, when I was in McKinsey, maybe six years ago, if you had presented like the life that I have now to me, I would have been like, Oh my God. Yeah. I would have taken, snapped your hand off for it. Right. And so I've, I've kind of achieved these things, but like, in the moment, like you forget about them, right? They become normalized and you always end up like pursuing more. You want more, you want the next thing. And this is very true for kind of ambitious, like productive people. They rarely kind of take stock of their achievements and they're always focusing on what the next thing is. And that's been very, very true for me. And I've talked a lot about it in some of the the therapy that I've done and one of the things that my therapist said to me was that like, you know, what if you could just be happy now? And this was like a bit of a bizarre question. I was like, well, what do you mean? Obviously, if I could be happy now, like I would be happy now. But like, you know, I want to achieve all of these things. I want to do that and this and I want to travel here and, you know, hit these goals. And she was like, yeah, yeah, you know, you can you can still do those things. But like, what would it take for you know you don't get to add anything into your life but just with what you have right now you know could you be happy like what would it take with, with just with what you have right now of course like when I started reflecting on this I was like well you know there's no reason that I couldn't be happy right now right and my my happiness is not dependent on achieving any of these other external things and it was a really good way to snap me out of that thinking of you know, we talked earlier about kind of like deferred life plans, but like this element of like deferred happiness, like I'll be happy when, right? Which is super dangerous. And this is something that doesn't come naturally to me, but I'm trying to focus a lot more on it. I've picked it up in 2023. I'm not very good at it, but I'm trying to focus on it more in 2024, which is, is like, you know, yeah, have your goals. That's good. But make sure that your happiness is not dependent on them that you're not deferring the happiness. Can you just be happy now? Can you just like have that mindset that just appreciates what you have right now? And whenever I hear that, and like, you know, the whole gratefulness thing, like 
it never really worked for me just personally it wasn't something that i found super meaningful like doing these kind of gratitude journals and these kind of things but this idea of just thinking well you know i don't need something else to kind of feel good right now i don't need something else to have that sense of purpose and meaning and 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 satisfaction and happiness in my life i've got a lot and i think maybe i can start to realize that and start to realize that i don't need other stuff and and that will bring me kind of more contentment in the moment so there you go that's a that's a bit of an insight for you a little bit heavy finish off 2023 but thank you so much for listening to this episode i really really appreciate all the support of everybody who listens anybody who sends me a message who likes the podcast who writes the podcast all this sort of stuff i'm super excited about next year and what we're going to do and if you can fill out that survey it's going to be incredibly helpful for me in determining what those plans exactly will look like so please do it the link is in the show notes this is the last episode for 2023 i set off 47 episodes ago and i had a chat with ogie hollywood and he said you know what would it take for you to go all on all in on this thing i was like could you do an episode every week for the rest of the year and with this episode i will have so from when i started the podcast back in i think maybe february this year I've now released one episode every single week for the year. I'm probably going to take a week or two off because I need a break and I need to, I want to reflect on it and I want to come back better and stronger. So you may not see an episode here for a couple of weeks, but that's okay. That's only because I'm not going anywhere. I'm just planning and thinking about what I can do bigger and better for next year. So thank you so much for listening, for your support. I hope you found it helpful and I'll see you back next year for episode 48 of the Two Roads Pod.